Welcome everybody Adam. to the live roundtable edition, take two of the cast from the coast for May fourth of twenty twenty. My name is Adam. I'm joined as always by Josh Lambert, Aaron Peerless, Tim Johnson. How you guys doing? Thank you. <laughs> for anybody who's just checking in, we started a live stream, but apparently my audio got right fucked up. So, uh, according to many people who were watching, I sounded like a Dalek. And even my own son was mocking me, asking me to say things like exterminate. So hopefully the audio is a lot better at this point, and uh, we'll go from there. Your voice definitely wasn't sexual. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Here we go. Already with the bullshit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The night that I found that, and I kept watching it. I did it and too. watching it and I was crying and my son comes in and goes what are you laughing at and I go you wouldn't get it and he goes what do you mean and I showed it to him and he goes you're an idiot and walks away and it, was, it was so funny it was so uh, funny yeah. and I, it just triggered me it just it triggered, triggered me <laughs> and like the look on his face see I'm gonna start again the look on his face when he realizes he fucked it up it says it again, fucked up like we wouldn't notice, but the damage was already done, and we already had, like, the, the expressions. It was, yeah, it was good. Good times. Right. Not gonna leave that one down, brother. No, no, probably not. Oh my god, Aaron put it on a shirt. Sexual. I'm gonna... <laughs> Want some sexual healing? Alright, guys, we're just gonna jump right into some topics for tonight, because we've got a couple things to talk about and we've got other things to record by the way later on ladies and gentlemen oh, right 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 so yeah. topic right. number one of the night ladies and gentlemen let's discuss this we have racist terrors and lovecraftian monsters will collide in hbo's lovecraft county trailer has been released did you guys see this thing Oh, wow. what, what is racist well, about it? So, a lot. So, it basically takes back... <laughs> it, it takes place in a time in the history of the United States where racism was alive and... Um, for lack of a better so description... today? Oh, fuck. No, back in... It Just looks say like it. back in like the 50s. Just say, alive and well. That's what you like, were alive going to say. And, it's a horrible and pretty much socially acceptable, you know, for the time, you know, so like yes. the 1950s yes. type of placeholder, right? Talking like the deep, deep south. south. And uh, so this is a movie that, or, or a TV show, it's going to be a series. Uh, Jordan Peele was one of the producers on it. And it basically takes place like back in like the 50s has to do with, uh, you know, in the deep south. Um, and like fucking weird like i said lovecraftian monsters like start appearing and like hounding the townsfolk and stuff and and people start to like blame the black community by the looks of it for like some of like the the disappearances and stuff and it's it's weird there lots of wicked visuals in the trailer man like this is going to be some top-notch shit when it comes out well just looking at it on imdb there and and it it has 39 makeup artists and hair people jesus so i i've just been kind of skimming through it it looks like they've got a lot of effects people in there too right so it uh, uh, based on that it should be pretty decent yeah yeah for sure lots of money being put into this right so i mean that's why i like having aaron here i never would have thought to look there <laughs> good point good point so we'll keep them yeah we'll keep yeah. them yeah 
Good guy. Yeah. Good guy to have around. Keep him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I already made the name plaque. He's he's saying. <laughs> I already did that shit. Yes. Nice. So definitely take take a look, guys, and uh, for anybody paying attention uh, to the show here, take take a look at the uh, the trailer that got released. Very impressive. Uh, the trailer about fifty percent of the trailer is a little bit slow and just kind of puts together like the general location and uh, like the mentality of the day uh, that in which it takes place. But then all of a sudden it like kicks right off and you see these hun- fucking hunched over beasts like running through the woods. Looks pretty pretty impressive looking. So. I'm going to say it's something to look out for, especially because, once again, HBO's involved, so. I don't trust you. I was going to say, on your high hopes meter how high are we talking here? This is, okay, okay, <laughs> let's do the fucking high hopes meter because this one has got me excited. I'm like, I'm like half-masting with this one so far. Uh, oh, uh, this is boys, probably... oh boys. <laughs> We're at half mass after one trailer. trailer. This is going to be a disappointment. Oh, fuck. It's, uh... Josh, I think we'll keep you. I think, I think yeah. this one, if I had to guess right now, I'm going to say this is easily going to be a 7 out of 10, this show, minimum. Hey, it, well, you, you, you do bring up a good point. HBO's involved. For the majority of their shows, it's pretty good. Um, I'm still mad about Game of Thrones, so that's why I'm pretty good. Um, but no, it, it, they put a huge budget into their stuff, and they're doing something about monsters, Lovecraftian monsters. Yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Sexual, though. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that Lovecraftian I stuff. wrote that down. Seven out of ten. Oh, you guys are keeping track of me. Math math. Be like, Adam, just a bitch. You're going to watch it and be like, I fucking hate you, Adam. This sucks. Yeah. All right. Well, let's put a tape over your fucking... Okay, so, so Aaron, you are going to be the list. Like, you're going to you're gonna keep track of this list. Okay? Got it right here. Got the you're the hard get... cockle meter. You got to write yeah, down how hard his bird was. Half mast. Half mast. Yeah. <laughs> Quarter mast. Quarter mast. Half mast. mast. Half mast. <laughs> Fine. Moving oh, on. Next fuck. fucking topic. <laughs> the official Evil Dead 2 escape room is actually going to be selling tickets for an online experience in which you will be able to take control or remotely inform an employee of what you want them to do and you're going to be able to uh perform the escape room experience over the internet due to covid19 so is this just because of covid yes, at this point because they're okay. i mean an escape room experience they're losing money right now i mean they're they're not open to the public Absolutely. so from everything that i've read in the article it looks like what they're going to be doing is they're going to be putting live streaming cameras on an employee so you buy your tickets and you say I want to do the room at this time. Like you pay for your slot and it'll be like a maximum of four or five people in the room at the time. And they're all going to be employees with all cameras and each person is going to be controlled by somebody who bought a ticket. And they're going to basically give you the ability to watch, listen and control and say, I want you to go over to that table and pick up that telephone and blah, 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 blah. Just like a, an escape room situation, but it's all based on the evil dead uh escape room so so do they have like a replica cabin they're doing uh to my knowledge it's (laughs) it it is so 
here's the description for it. So the description is, uh, once you book your game, you'll receive an email with links to character packs, player tips, etc. For the game itself, you get a strange email from your paranormal investigation group, the Gnostic Research of Occult Omens. Groovy. Or, or <laughs> Occult Omens, Vampires, and Yetis. Groovy. They really wanted it spelled groovy. Gotcha. <laughs> it appears that the leader of your group has decided to break into the old Nobi cabin and can't escape. You and your team must guide him by his ghost gear technology through his misadventure so he can escape and find a way to return the evil dead to their realm and escape before the cabin is sucked into the space vortex forever. So there is actually, if you Google Evil Dead 2 official escape room, there are trailers that actually kind of give you some detail as to what it's going to look like. It's in Seattle. Yeah. I'd totally do that IRL. I don't know if I'd do it. Yeah, over the internet, it's kind of weird. Yeah. But it's neat, and I'm glad that they're trying to recoup some money they're losing, because I'm sure it wasn't cheap trying to produce a replica cabin. And the licensing fees that they probably have to go through and all that kind of shit, because... Yep. So. If they got the word Evil Dead on it, and you're paying a licensing fee. Exactly. So, it's interesting, but I agree. It would be one of those things in real life I'd prefer to do it, so... Okay. Uh, moving on to the next topic of conversation. I am not okay with this co-creator is now officially adapting Stephen King's The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. So, Tim, you brought up a, a good point earlier. This has been a development hell for fucking ever. Well, the problem is, is Tom Gordon. They're trying to get the real-life baseball player to be in the movie because that's what it was in okay. the book right it's this little girl's imaginary friend mm-hmm. right and she gets lost in the woods and well i shouldn't say imaginary friend she's a fan of tom gordon the baseball player and she just i guess becomes imaginary friend because it's make-believe anyways yeah so in order to get that to work you need the actual baseball player mm-hmm. Fuck, man, they do enough deep fake technology. All they really need to do is pay the guy for his likeness and put an actor in place. Yeah, that's true. Because <clears throat> I'm assuming he would be quite a bit older now anyway. Because, I mean, that book came out in the mid-2000s. And he was, reti- he was retired then, wasn't he? I yeah. think so. I mean, I'm not a baseball fan, but I've read the book. And it's one of my favorites because my dad... Um, bought me the special edition pop-up book so it's like an old school pop-up of this tom gordon and uh i don't know how rare it is or whatever but he saw it somewhere and he bought it for me for christmas and it's yeah that's pretty cool yeah no and is it a good story though like i mean it's stephen king everybody has a love-hate relationship with a lot of his books so it's more of a novella as opposed to a full-blown it's not a short story, but it's not a novel. Okay. novel. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, the thing that he excels at that I feel like a lot of people don't give him credit for is really portraying the mind of a child. Because mm-hmm. when you're reading this, he, he's definitely got the point of view of a child. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and there's there's... You know, uh, just enough 
doubt like was all the shit that was happened to her while she was lost in the woods really happening or was it in her head because she's a kid do you know what i mean um it was a pretty good story it was i don't want to say it's basic because it's not it's stephen king but you're fucking basic the the no but what i'm saying is it's very a girl gets lost in the woods that's the story and there's there, there's obviously some sort of supernatural element if it's like a magic friend or whatever. Is it though, or is it all in her head? Yeah, Stephen King. Exactly, you don't know for sure. <laughs> oh, an illusion. All right. So it could be something interesting if it keeps popping up like this, and I mean, maybe where it's resurfaced, there is some validity to it actually getting or gaining ground towards production now. So. You never know. I mean, we're always on board for more Stephen King adaptions. Everything that's been pumped out in the last couple of years has been absolutely fucking on point. You know, there hasn't been... Yeah, it's been good. It's been a good time to be a Stephen King fan, to have his stories pumped out like this, so... I wish I was wearing my shirt Stephen again. King. Stephen King rules. <laughs> I got my red shirt. I just gotta put the lettering on it. <laughs> Did you... Oh, so you're gonna make one of your... Awesome, yeah, yeah. awesome. But I'm going to put along to the top of the, my on the back. I'm going to put Monster Squad in the uh, in the font in their font. Nice. <laughs> Look at this guy trying to upstage me. Yeah, but I can't sit with my back towards the camera all the time. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> good. Not all the time. <laughs> nice. All right, guys. Next topic of conversation, we have. The fact that Fede Alvarez has recently had a couple of interviews where he's been reflecting on how Ash was almost appearing in the evil dead and teaming with Mia in a sequel. So multiple things have come out about this, but essentially what he stated was, and it's, it all comes back to what they filmed, what they planned to film and everything else was at the very end. The original plan was according to the scripts that the ending where the truck driver picks up Mia, that was supposed to be Ash originally. And it was supposed to be, the it was car. supposed to be in the car. That's right. So it was supposed to be Ash on the road, picking her up. Um, they have apparently had multiple endings written and prepared to be filmed for this. And that was, that was a cool ending. And they were saying that at that point they would team him up with her in the sequel. And they even had a plan to, uh, potentially make her related to Ash in some way. They would be like, she would be like a niece or something like this or. Yeah. yeah so illegitimate okay. child, or illegitimate child. That, that would have worked too. <laughs> so it would have they, they did that gag on Ash versus Evil yeah, Dead having the yeah, illegit no. illegitimate child that's right but this would have been great because like I loved Alvarez's take on Evil Dead we've talked about this before yeah. it was fantastic and Mia was a perfect female Ash character she was absolutely fantastic because you weren't expecting it because they hyped up the whole movie that it was going to be yeah. her brother he was even dressed like fucking Ash with the denim shirt on. And, and when he died and I was like, what the fuck? And then she's got the chainsaw and shit cuts her arm. I was like, what? I, mind blown. <laughs> mind blown. I so this it. is one of the rare opportunities where I actually really love a reboot. And I think it was better not having Ash in it. Yes, 100%, I agree. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 
filmed or even written exist because the Evil Dead makes it canon that multiple realities exist. Yep. So every ridiculous comic where Ash goes to save Obama or meets up with Xena, Warrior Princess, that exists in the canon of Evil Dead, in my opinion. Absolutely. And the, and and this was this was a great take on everything, and right, right down to, you know, sitting in the theater and watching her sitting on on the friggin' Delta. You know what I mean? Like sitting right on the hood yeah. of the car. It was just like, yeah. Wasn't even expecting it, and it just kind of, like, washed over me the fucking realization. I was like, That's this isn't fucking a fucking devil. sequel. This is a sequel, because yeah. it was half the car. Yep. Was it not? It was half the car, was it not? It was no, the whole car, but it was up there. against was the tree. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's the That's reality tough. in which Ash did not go to the uh, to the past. That's the reality in which Ash dies. Mm, which would have been, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. Because the, right. the other thing that they had talked about, too, with all of this is that one of the alternate endings was, when, when you look at the original Evil Dead, the ending assumes that ash dies right comes right through the door at him ah he's dead right that's the way that it is Uh, that's the where where the sequel sequel picks up in my opinion so the car is still there ash is dead uh everything that's happened has already happened presumably the nobies cleaned up i guess or the deadites cleaned up i don't know but uh and more shit happened and everything else um but apparently one of the original endings that they had planned for mia was a very similar thing she was walking away limping and the Raimi cam comes on and it's a through the woods and she turns to the camera and then the the fact would be is that she would be almost like she was turning evil again and it would lift her apparently she'd be elevated and she'd be you know up in the air and she would actually is that what that means? yeah exactly but then they were actually <laughs> they were going to the actually air. have her explode like dead they were oh, going to go fuck. absolutely fucking grotesque about it, too. Which is what Sam Raimi didn't want to show that in the original. He just wanted it to kind of be left up to your imagination. But Alvarez and them said, no, we want her to, like, like she's going to fucking disappear. Like, just red mist, gross and blood and guts and everything else. She's gone. But they... Uh, so were these, were these filmed or just Most written? of these were written. Uh, parts parts of different things leading up to them apparently were filmed, or different scenes that would have fallen into them were filmed, but not the entire things. Um, but apparently, Sam Raimi himself said, "No, don't don't kill her." He he actually disagreed with it. He said, "No, don't kill her. I, I don't agree with that." And they said, "Well, that's what you did to Ash in the first one." And he said, "I really didn't give a fuck." <laughs> Apparently, it's they assumed that they weren't going to make another movie. Obviously, at the time, right? They didn't know what they were going to do, no, so he did. wanted to leave it as a bleak ending, right? And yeah. you know, much respect to that fact. But that's what they wanted to do was given in like an honorary situation to that, and it just didn't work out. Sam Raimi opposed. He just didn't want them to kill her off because he wanted to utilize her down the road for another project, probably. Or maybe Jane Levi is adorable and shouldn't fucking die anyway. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She was also great in Don't Breathe. I was surprised. Like that was that was pretty good. So nice. Well, if there's any surprise. She's a talented actress. She is piece of shit. There's aspiring film people out there. Then don't. If you think your movie's not going to do well, don't write your star out of it. Keep it going because you never know. It could be a call classic later it's true. on. It's very true. A. A. <laughs> and then people, then 40 years later, you know, someone's knocking at your door looking for rights. Yeah, exactly. 
Make fucking board games. Board and games. Fucking people yep. over. T-shirt. Fucking, fucking escape rooms and shit. <laughs> nice. Next topic of conversation, guys. This one's kind of uh, falls into the whole realm of what we talked about before with gateway horror. But uh, Goosebumps is coming back with another live action television series. I had to put this on here because, I mean, let's face it, you know, most of us would have grown up with Goosebumps in the 90s, you know, being kind of like a, a an after school horror thing that we could kind of enjoy. It wasn't necessarily horror. Oh, right. You guys are younger than By me. By like That's a right. couple oh, of years at the I think most. Aaron's a little older. But... Yeah, absolutely. Goosebumps. Are you afraid yes. of the dark? That's, that that's entry level horror, a... absolutely. I was doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> yeah, I was watching shit I shouldn't have been watching too, but this was, but I enjoyed this stuff like goosebumps and are you afraid? No, I wasn't watching fucking goosebumps. I was out drinking. <laughs> and I, I, I never, I've never seen goosebumps either. I, I, uh, uh, well, I mean, me and Adam, yeah, we, we seen it. What year were you, Aaron? What year were you born? 77. Yeah. I'm 79. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, we were doing that shit. Wow, right. I, I was young enough to be watching. I don't know about Adam. I don't know what his deal I mean, was. Like, 40 years old watching Goosebumps. I'm not 40 so. yet. <laughs> I'm 38. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Uh, no, it was, I enjoyed it. It was good. It was, it was fun to have something on TV yeah. that was, you know, kind of like you had Tales from the Crypt in the evening, which was amazing. But then, you know, the after-school special Goosebumps was like something to kind of wet the palate and tell tales from the crypt or something else was on that you'd watched like it was fun that way there were some fucking creepy goosebumps don't oh, man, even there were yeah yeah some of that shit yeah. was good that one with the mask that one with yeah. the mask i always i love always that freaked me out absolutely yeah. i had both me. those specials recorded on one tape we used to watch it every halloween yeah. so yeah so goosebumps is coming back <laughs> live action tv series and uh the the big thing with this is that the popularity is probably coming back from things like uh scary stories to tell in the dark uh, and R.L. Stein's been uh, preparing to write a couple of new story series with, uh, we had talked about this before, I think the Garbage Pail Kids and a couple of other things that he's working on. So yeah. he's he's kicking back up. It's probably time to pay the rent. Somebody's licensing it, and there we go. So, Well, it's just like Hellraiser. you got to do something that. with the property or you're going to lose right. it. Okay. I don't think the Jack Black film did very well. They weren't bad, but they were a little too childish. Like, they... Did you watch it, Adam? You watched it after the Teletubbies. <sighs> Those Teletubbies are fucking freaky. <laughs> they are freaky, man. It, seriously, Google Teletubbies black and white. That oh, yeah, shit's just terrifying, terrifying, man. <laughs> Do you want to know what? It's funny, because Josh just brought up about watching shit on VHS when he was a kid. Like, on Halloween. You want to know what I used to watch Halloween when I was a kid? The fucking Garfield yes! Halloween special. Still watch it. Where he had, it was the fucking pirate. That shit. <laughs> I love that. I love that shit. I love it. I watch Peanuts, right? Yes. The Great Pumpkin. I got yeah, all yeah, yeah. watch them yeah. kids every year. And even if the kids weren't watching yeah. them, I'd still be fucking watching them because they're great. Yeah. Get here near and watch the Goosebumps with me. <laughs> the Goosebumps. <laughs> the Goosebumps with me. Oh, All right, man, that doll that came to life, Sappy. I, that, the toys come to life scared me as a kid. Uh, yeah, we've had this story a couple of times. So Slappy came to life, and, and Josh is fucking like, yeah. nope, done. Not even looking at it. Done. I'm, I'm out. out. Tapping out. Put on, put on fucking 
Nightmare Before Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> Friday the 13th, I'll watch someone get slashed a bit. Nope, just no fucking live-action dolls. Okay. All right, next topic of conversation. Starting May 9th, a 24-7 full week-long live stream from The Real Conjuring House will be online. Now, this intrigued the shit out of me when it first came up as a topic because they didn't really talk a lot about it, just saying it's going to be a live stream. And the reason being is because the new owners of the house, who have lived there for about a year now, apparently, they have been experiencing some freaky-ass shit. And they've been recording some of it themselves, and they've been trying to document some things that have happened. Shit being thrown around, doors being slammed on them, all kinds of stuff. But apparently they're setting this all up because the, it's it's almost like there are certain times when like activity gets really fucking huge on them. So Adam's very animated with his hands tonight. Do you notice that? I don't know if it's because of the gloves. I'm really noticing <laughs> the gloves, but he's very handsy tonight. Do you very guys notice handsy this? Handsy tonight, gentlemen. Mm. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Sexual. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so I was intrigued by this at first, but apparently the group that's setting up the live streams, it's like a paranormal radio station type of group uh, or web series type of group. They, you got to buy tickets to get basically get access to it. So it's interesting. But like if the tickets like, you know, 15, 20 bucks for a week of being able to live stream this thing and check in on it, I might do it just to say, you know, I was, watching you know the live streams from the house and if i saw anything here's my problem with this um i love the idea that this place is haunted as fuck and that stuff happens what's gonna happen is they're gonna stage a bunch of stuff and put it mm -hmm. on stream and that's gonna ruin that whole idea for well, me if that does yeah. in fact happen um, you know shame on them and pieces of shit for doing it but well why do you think they're charging to, to yeah. watch it because they intend on things happening that they're going to produce you, you got a point you got a point because i mean what would be the worst thing if it was all true live streams where you know they didn't interject anything um you pay your money and nothing fucking happens there'd be tons of complaints and oh i paid good money for this and i didn't see shit and you guys are all full of shit there's no hauntings this is uh but this that's going to be risk. a cash cow unfortunately okay. i think true enough but it intrigues me. It intrigues me nonetheless because the video footage that is out there of shit happening to the family is there and it, it looks pretty fucking creepy. So you never know. But the house itself, it's uh it's an interesting house. Like it's a nice house, uh, for what it is. It's 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 old. It really is old. And structurally from the outside it looks like it nothing like it looks on the inside. Uh from the outside it looks like an old weathered barn, basically. And on the inside, it's, uh, you know, somewhat updated and pretty nice. And, I mean, I live in a house that was built in 1902. So, you know, I can kind of appreciate the old woodwork and stuff like that myself. So, but it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, next topic of conversation we have. Trick or treats. Oh, no. The next topic of conversation. I have them in the wrong order. Nightmare on Elm Street, the remake, is now 10 years old. Or as the topic was given to me, it's been 10 years since Samuel Bayer ruined Wes Craven's Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair. Nightmare on Elm Street was kind of ruined 
well before that. I'll agree now. with that. I'll agree yes. with that. Yes. No. Yes. Garbage sequels make the series. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I'm sorry that you have this obsession with shitty cinema. Okay? Jason going to space <laughs> makes the series that much better. No, it doesn't. The leprechaun going to the hood not once but twice makes the series that much better. <laughs> wow, Josh. <laughs> Keeps film crews busy, right? Keeps people busy, so I'm all for uh, it. I, uh, it builds character. Yeah. The only problem with that fucking remake, in my opinion, is they like completely missed the point of what Freddy was. What made Freddy good. Even though one of my favorite Freddy quotes is from that movie. What was that? Where the girl's crying or whatever, and he's like, "Why are you crying? I didn't cut you yet." I fucking love that. That's creepy as fuck. I love it, but I don't know. It should. It, I don't know. It's, it wasn't Robert England. It wasn't Robert England. The makeup looked fucking stupid. They fucking went too far and made him a diddler. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, to be fair, what was he doing with kids in the original? Yeah, but it was always connotation. It was never outright said he was a diddler. So you you just sweep it under the rug? Pretty Is much. You just kind of think, yeah, he, he's just a murderer. He's just a child murderer. Is what the exact is that? Line no, what's the, he's a murderer. Yeah. Why is he going to be a child murderer? No, he's a children? fucking diddler. He diddled. Well, <laughs> in look, I don't absolutely outright hate the remake like a lot of people. I think that the worst part of it is kind of like what Tim was kind of putting into it there. And what Josh is now saying too, is that they outright kind of made him a fucking kid piddler, you know, kid. Yeah. Um, well, they, but in the originals, it kid, was, it was about, piddler? he was a, he was a murderer. <laughs> he killed children, but it <laughs> yeah. was, it was almost like yeah. pouring salt into that wound where he didn't just kill them in the original. He was like, or in the remake, it was like he diddled them and then tried to kill them or did kill or whatever. Right. I like to think he actually never killed anyone, and he was falsely accused. Yeah, that's my. And it's my, a revenge uh, thing coming back from the dead. My, that's, uh, yeah. that's my uh, idea. That's my take on it. That's my hot take hot for the take. evening. No, I 100% agree, yeah. Josh. Except, except for the fact we'll that later on in the around. series, it came out that he did, and and when they did yeah. the first episode of Freddy's Nightmares, he was on trial, and he was happy about admitting yeah. that he had killed kids and all this kind of shit. Of so, whatever. But I didn't hate. I didn't hate uh, him as Freddy, and and I know a lot of people shit on the makeup, but I think that it was a different take because the class, the original, they tried to make yeah, it they real. tried to make it real. Like the original Freddy makeup is really cool, but he really does look like a fucking burn victim in the remake. Like he outright looks like he yeah. fucking sat in a fire. They, one of the original makeup tests that they did that I thought looked amazing, but they they shied away from it was that whole cloudy eye and his eye was like drooped like kind of like he uh the the sequel to the science of the lambs oh with the burn the the guy that Mason was in the uh, yeah Berger, yeah he looked like him like that that eye um which looked terrifying but they they had to bring it back because it didn't look like freddy krueger even when he had the hat on and the fucking sweater um What's the actor's name? Jackie, Jackie Earl Haley. Haley? Yeah. Who's yeah? I thought if you're gonna pick someone to play Freddy, okay, like he wasn't yeah. bad. 
Yeah. It was everything else. And I mean, the special effects were good. Um, it wasn't corny, I guess. Um, but I mean, you know. No, you... Was, if anything, it was not corny enough. Like, it yeah. was considered a much darker mm, telling of the 100%. story, right? They just needed to bring it up. There was, it was, there was a, yeah, yeah a couple it things was, they needed to do to improve on it. They just didn't get the they didn't get the character of Freddy Krueger, in my opinion. I think Scary Terry gave him a good run for his money. Oh, bitch! Scary Terry, <laughs> you're gonna die. Bitch. My favorite was you say bitch a lot, <laughs> or when they give him the oh, pants. Bitch. Oh, bitch! Oh, bitch! Oh, I love that. I, I actually watched the Nightmare on Elm Street remake in the theaters. I was traveling the day that it came out, and uh, I had gotten off of a plane trip, and I had nothing to do for like the rest of the afternoon. It was an early morning flight, so I just headed over to the local theater. But it was like rolling blackouts. It was in Virginia, so they had like rolling blackouts from the weather that day. So we're right in the middle, and it's the scene where the fucking glove comes up in the water, and... It was like me and like a bunch of teenagers down in the front, and like as soon as the fucking glove comes up, rolling blackout happens, and all, all I could hear was just fucking screams. <laughs> goes up to him after you guys like goosebumps. <laughs> Would you like to see some goosebumps? <laughs> you guys like oh. goosebumps? It's, it's all about the goosebumps. All right, moving Jesus. on to the next topic of conversation. The final topic of conversation that we have for the night is. Trick or Treat Studios, the Necronomicon replicas uh, that they've been promoting and toting are now delayed indefinitely, and there's quite a few potential reasons why. Josh, we were talking about this earlier. Yeah, so there's a lot of history, obviously, with Trick or Treat Studios. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't start off the best uh, when you talk about entering the horror uh, community. They burned some bridges for sure. Uh, they gained a bit of notoriety with One Piece, and since then they've kind of flourished. Uh, from what I've heard, they've hired a few sculptors, and they have some really talented people there. Um, the big thing for me is, as a massive Evil Dead fan, pretty much my entire Evil Dead known life, I've been trying to collect uh, a relatively authentic Necronomicon. And everyone knows uh, Tom Sullivan, uh, right, very rightfully so, protects his uh, image of the Necronomicon very well uh, with legal action to those who try to sell them. And again, he put a lot of work into that. I don't want to downplay that, and it's his right to do so. He's an artist, and that's a pretty shit job nowadays in the digital world. Uh, but uh, some sort of deal was struck with uh, Trick or Treat, and after seeing their Kandarian dagger, which actually looks pretty authentic, makes me think that... Um, this actually had a, a solid chance of being something really, really good. However, no. However, it's been delayed, and it has the curse of the uh, Jasco game, I think. Oh, potentially, <laughs> potentially. So, some, some people are talking about that being the next Evil Dead crisis, um, with uh, a lot of people that had this similar mentality of, okay, this one... It has Tom's pages, so it obviously has his stamp of approval of some form. And uh, they pre-ordered a shitload. And they keep getting the runaround. When you message uh, Trick or Treat, they tell you, oh, yeah, you know, this, that. And I guess it started being rumors of delayed before COVID, and now they're using COVID as a kind of catch-all scapegoat. Well, the interesting thing will be... Um... 
and knowing how Trick or Treat Studio works and the bridges that they've burned in the community and everything else involved, um, they don't get a lot of support and love through the website selling direct to people because of the fiasco that happened with the 2018 Halloween mask. Uh, it basically right. what happened was they did a whole bunch of pre-orders and they had the lights, uh, the rights and the licensing to it. So people started buying it, you know, pre-ordering it for the website. However, they got the contract to supply for like spirit Halloween and a bunch of pop-up shops in the United States and Canada. And they used all the pre-order money to basically put the, the, the stock in the stores and then delayed getting everybody who had pre-ordered before that their masks. So, all of these people were like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go down to the fucking local spirit Halloween, buy it and cancel my fucking order with them directly because they'll just give me my money back. And so that's what a lot of people were doing. So nobody really wanted to trust them with anything pre-ordered anymore. That, that became quite clear. Uh, but then a couple of people who did keep the, keep their pre-orders, they, they brought both masks and they actually started seeing that there was a massive quality difference too. So the, mm-hmm. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, if you so didn't. the mass, the mass produced ones that were going out to uh, like spirit Halloween, they were shoddier. The paint jobs were really kind of garbage on it. And they had a lot of defects in the masks, but the ones that had come from the pre-orders, even though they were delayed, it's almost like there was a little bit more care to them. Well, it's more their reputation on the line when you order directly. When you're dealing with a, a main distributor like that, you can almost push it off and say, you know, that's just the retail version. Uh, this one here, hand-painted, high-quality, you ordered version. from us, right? And uh, to a degree, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but when you're shady about it is the issue. Yeah. And, that's and exactly see, the problem with happened. that mask, the problem with that mask was it was a really good sculpt. But yeah. there was all rumors that they stole the sculpt, and um, I had where was I? I think it was probably Spirit this year or this previous Halloween. Um, I was there with Andrew. Andrew's six five. Okay, he's a big dude, and he has a seventy eight Myers mask. Fits him perfectly, right? Like it's. Just the right amount of give. It's not tight on his face. It looks the way it's supposed to look. We couldn't even get it on my head, this fucking 2018 mask. They made it too small. It was it was crap. The wig sucked. Like, And they wanted like 80 bucks, 80, 90 dollars for it. It's like, yeah. But, and sloshed latex in a mold is like not even 10 bucks. So, yeah. and if they don't run it right and they don't get the air bubbles out and, and things like that, you got rip, you know, places that it's going to rip easy. you trying to get it over your head. And, you know, uh, what I don't understand is if you're paying good money for a good replica, punch some of the hair in if it's going to be punched. Like if, if it's supposed to look like a mask with a wig glued on, okay, fine. But punch some of the hair in the front to get rid of that edge so it, it combs back nicely. Yeah. So it blends out nicely, right? Yeah. That's, that's Karen. And quality when you're when you're I always look at that kind of thing when I'm looking at a mask or looking to do a mask for somebody right so well and I mean the thing is is the original Myers mask had that hair punched in did it not so I think it did yeah 
I think, I think it, it did. did too. A lot of the replicas won't punch though. They they're just they're laid and glued and layered. But uh, but yeah, I think the original did have yeah, a punching. Punching takes a long time, but if you have a you know two or three people punching hair into the into your masks, I mean people are gonna they'll they'll wait for the quality. Mm-hmm. They'll wait for it and they'll be like, whoa. The issue is right? they're they're putting out mass orders to these Halloween stores, yeah. right? That's the big so, issue. Yeah. September rolls around and they're saying, "Oh fuck, we got to we got to get 80,000 masks out, right?" <laughs> Me and Tim went to uh to a Spirit Hall uh, it wasn't a Spirit Halloween, it was a glow party store, the one in uh, Bears Lake there. And we seen one of the Trick or Treat Studios uh Halloween 2 masks there, and it was damaged goods, and it was like on for like half price. And Tim puts it on, and the reason it was damaged goods is cuz a bunch of the hair was coming off at the top and it basically looked like it was fucking receding hairline balding and shit it was like old man myers it was fucking hilarious i would have bought it if i had the extra Uh, and and see the thing is is that like i almost bought that mask Mm -hmm. that fucking because well you could just punch some hair in yeah and but i was like that's too much Uh, uh, yeah Yeah. i think i think they still wanted like 60 bucks for it or whatever but still but the, wow. the, the last thing yeah. I'll say about Trick or Treat Studios is that the other thing that people are finding is that they, they lied about the sculpt with the 2018 mask, too. So they claim that when they got the rights to it, that they actually poured and took from the original mold. They didn't sculpt it. They took from the original mold a copy so that they could replicate it. No fucking way. There's no fucking way they did that. Even the effects artist himself who did the fucking mask is like, no, they did not. So if anything, no, they filled they filled the mask that they bought from Buddy with fucking foam and then made a and calf. It's already shrunk in latex at that point because when you pour uh, a mask into a mold, it the latex shrinks off of it a certain percentage. So if you film fill that and make a cast of that and then pour latex into that cast, that's going to be even shrunk even further. So there's a good chance that that's exactly what they did. They got a... Is that true, Aaron? Is that true? Is he, well, is he speaking right? Well, yeah, yeah. The, I'm just well, kidding, uh, Adam. I'm just kidding. Like, like, like latex mask, uh, there's <clears throat> different latexes you can use. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of latex is used for, you know, you have latexes for the skin and then you have latex for masks and you have different skinning latexes that are a lot thinner and for other things, if you're doing like a severed head or whatever. Um, so yeah, uh, the RD 407 that I use has, it shrinks just a little bit, but if you have a mold that you can put, uh, some AB foam in or whatever, um, that'll expand and push that latex back out again. Mm. Right. But it's still working against itself, so you can end up with some wrinkling and things like that if you're not careful. Yeah. So yeah, there is definitely any latex that you get once it dries, it definitely has a, a percentage that it shrinks. So yeah, and it's funny too because there's a bunch of people that uh, I've watched tutorials of them overhauling their trick or treat yep. mask and like repainting it, like the sculpt is there, and they they refix the hair and stuff like that. But it's like. If I'm going to spend all this money on a mask, I want it to look good when I yeah. buy it. Like, I don't want to... I the love, same thing with the... I love uh, DIY. Like, I love doing shit over and, like, modding it and fixing it and stuff. But if I'm spending that much money on a Michael Myers mask, I want it to look like Michael Myers when I buy it. <clears throat> it's the same thing with the Kandarian daggers that they sell. The sculpt is phenomenal. Uh, it's probably a cast of uh, Tom Sullivan's actual dagger. 
but the actual paint job on it, I can do a better <laughs> job. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I don't know. I've tried. I've tried in the past, like long time ago, maybe right after school or whatever, to try and fill just out of my own curiosity, try and fill a latex mask and run a mold off of the, a latex mask just to see um, if it would distort or whatever. And I could never, you, you could never get it right. It was always, it didn't look right. You lose detail, right. things, yeah. Yeah, it just, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you had something solid, you know, or, you know, like a, like a silicone or something that you could run it off of, it would be a lot better. But yeah, you're better, better just to sculpt it. Yeah. Get it fresh, start from the new, so. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, guys, that's all that we have for the general topics of the night, so open conversation leaving the table what do you anything you guys want to talk about tim i see your hand going up okay um just to follow up with what i was bitching about last monday with the uh leak of the last of us um last week it was reported that it was a disgruntled employee but it wasn't it was, they were hacked. Ooh. They were legit hacked. Yeah. Um, now, this is what it's coming out. I'm not, this is not gospel. This is not the end all to be all, but there's some reliable sources saying that um, it was um, hacks. Um, unidentified hackers appear to have been responsible for the massive leak of The Last of Us 2 months ahead of the game's release, according to multiple reports. In late April, key spoiler-filled plot points and level details from Last of Us Part Two were posted on YouTube, revealing much of the story from Naughty Dog's upcoming PlayStation 4 game. Um, on Saturday, a Twitter user who goes by the name of Pixelbutts <laughs> uh, posted information pointing to how the leak happened, saying that hackers took advantage of a vulnerability in the game code from the original Last of Us to access and download server data. Uh, Pixelbot said that they were aware of the vulnerability and attempts uh, to download Naughty Dog game data from Amazon web servers for months and informed the developer of the security exploit in February. Um, and then right after that, someone else found out about it or a group of people found out about it, got it, and leaked it. My bullshit detector's yeah, going off. That sounds weird. That's what I said. Yes. Yes. Mm. But, um, yeah, because I was, uh, that was it, my first thing. It was like, this is damage control and yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's um, much easier for them to say that they were hacked than to admit that they had a disgruntled employee because they didn't fucking pay him. Yeah, but the thing is, is it came out that um, apparently not only have everybody been paid, but they got paid even more. Like, these records... So they, they said that if anybody was disgruntled, it wasn't over their pay. Um, so, I mean, it's a lot of shit that's up in the air, but I guess um, um, the few people that uh, have reported it, uh, Jason Schreier, who's this big uh, video game reporter for uh, Kotaku... Um, well, I don't think he's with Kotaku anymore. Anyways, um, he reported about it, and he's usually really good about this stuff. And like a couple months before, he was bad mouthing Naughty Dog about their um, their crunch culture and like 
you know, making people work ridiculous amount of hours to try to get the game done in the months leading up to the release. Um, so, like, he was, he said, he's like, I'm not a fucking cheerleader for this company. Like, I was just talking shit about them. But facts are facts, and this is what the facts are. This is how it got leaked and blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, I do believe it. I do believe this. Um, but I just find it odd that the disgruntled employee plotline got so far out of control and like that was just part of the, the yeah. facts i feel so. like this is part of the facts and that's the best way to do it is you tell some truth yeah um it could easily be a disgruntled employee who exposed the, the leak weakness. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so um who knows but i mean i don't know like i'm still gonna get it but i'm still <laughs> uh, well okay so my my opinions change um, just because I, I, I learned some of the, the, the politics that are going into it. And, um, you know, there's, there's, there's issues that people are having with the, the fact that, um, you know, um, issues about, uh, lesbians and issues about transgender and all these things that people are missing the point. Like a good story is a good story. I don't give a fuck. Who they are, what Fuck they're... Lesbians right? and transgender have to do with zombies. Well, the main character, Ellie, is a lesbian. Sure. Whatever. She's a great written okay. character. I adore Ellie. <laughs> the antagonist is a transgender... Um, I don't know how to proceed. Male to female or female to male? I think it's male or uh, female to male. Sure. Um these giant arms yeah like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't fight Abby. <laughs> I wouldn't fight Abby. anyways so um, everybody's going on about this like you know uh, agenda that Naughty Dog has about this thing and that thing and it's like if the story sucks the story sucks it doesn't matter if it's fucking yeah, lesbians so- transgender white people, black people, Asian, like who gives a fuck? A good yeah. written character is a good yeah. written character. I don't, I don't, right. you know what I mean? Like if you can, you, a well-written, you can sympathize and empathize with a well-written character. It doesn't 100%. matter. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's where my rationale is. And, um, it just seems like they made these decisions just to further an agenda. Like the character didn't need to be transgender. But we'll do it anyway because it'll appeal to more people. And that's what people are sour about? Yeah, that's what people are sour about. I'm just mad because that's... I don't don't care about all that stuff. I don't. I really don't. Um, It just seems the story is just meh. Hmm. Like, it's just really like you wrote and directed and produced this amazing first game. And that's what you came up with in the seven years since, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah, um, and I mean, I saw the spoilers. I'm not about to say them now because I'm not an asshole. But uh, <laughs> thank you. Well, no, well, yeah, like I, I, if you got scot free without knowing anything about what was leaked, Aaron, yeah. I, I'm you Scott were free. an internet ninja. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because <laughs> people are literally, like, they're posting shit 
on stuff that has nothing to do with it. Like there was this big game reveal for Assassin's Creed, uh, the Valhalla. new Assassin's Creed game, Valhalla. Yeah. And people in the chat were posting the spoilers for the last one. Yeah. Dirty bastards. Yeah. Yeah. I so, can't lie. When I first saw that latest Star, not the latest Star Wars, but the one before that, and I was playing World of Warcraft, and some guy was being a dick. I messaged him. I was like, "Guess what? Han Solo dies." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Serves him right. Serves him right. Han Solo dies. All right, guys, we got to wrap this up tonight. We got some other things on the go, so. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and checking out the live roundtable. Yes, I'm done. Tim's done. Tim's okay, bitching I done. Am, I am done. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning I'm in done. and checking out the live roundtable edition for May the 4th. So May the 4th be with you, everybody. And uh, thanks for, uh, once again, uh, liking. What are you? It won't do it. What are you, what I won't do doing, it. Tim? Continue, okay, Adam. Fine. <laughs> Thank you for uh, checking out us out. Checking us out. <laughs> Tim's. Thanks, Tim. Checking us out on Facebook, the Misunderstood Art Company. Like and subscribe to us there, and uh, join the discussion group. Also, like and subscribe to our YouTube page, Misunderstood Art Company. <laughs> <laughs> Misunderstood. Misunderstood Art Company. <laughs> Oh, this is going great. This episode will be released on all the major podcasting platforms that we provide episodes for. That includes Spotify, iTunes, Google Play as well. And don't forget, we also have a Patreon account set up. So open up your hearts and your wallets. And until next time, Josh. May the fourth be with you, folks. Aaron. I got to go with it. May the fourth be with you. Uh, you thought I was going to say something, but I didn't. No. Happy Star Wars Day. Stay spooky. Stay in your fucking house. Have good a night. good night, everybody. <laughs>